At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good to have you on board. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans live in downtown Las Vegas. In five minutes, we'll talk some NFL with Michael Lombardi. A lot to go over with him at that time as uh, training camp's, what, 10 days away from right now? Right in the neighborhood? Less than 10 days away. The Green okay. Bay Packers open camp on July 27th. Beautiful. Right. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be there. I saw this tweet from Rob Perez after game five of the NBA Finals. Every single starter on the Bucks and Suns roster shot 50% or better. And he was asking the question that has to be an NBA Finals first, right? <laughs> Think about that, Matt. Every single starter, 10 players on the two teams, shot better than 50%. So this narrative of uh, the series stinks, it does not stink. The, maybe the first, I'd say this, the first three games were maybe a little lopsided. Game four had some drama in terms of, the, well, the point spread for sure, but the Bucks. Like, winning that game overall, if Giannis doesn't come up with that huge block on Aiton, that's a tie game at that, was that point. a pretty good game. Game four is pretty good. None, none of the first three games were great games. I think that's what soured a lot of people on the series. Hey, this series is kind of boring. And then uh, when you start with that theme, a lot of people are going to finish with it. But game four was better, and I thought game five was phenomenal. Yeah, it yeah. truly was. And this uh, tweet from ESPN Stats and Info Devin Booker is the first player in finals history to lose back-to-back games despite scoring 40-plus points in both games. He's only the fifth player to do that in any playoff series, according to Elias Sports. Right. And again, the prop is up here at Circus Sports. Will any player 
score 40-plus points in game number six tomorrow night. The yes is plus 255. Middleton has done it. Booker's done it a couple of times. Giannis did it back-to-back games in this series so far. 40-point games, a lot to ask. I think I'd have to get a little bit better price than that. Would you consider, like, plus 350? Plus 350, I might consider it. Yeah. All right. How does this play out tomorrow Who's night? Who's the most likely guy to go for 40? Who do you think it is? The Freak? Probably the Freak. Probably. Although you can bet him in a, in a matchup, a head-to-head matchup. Booker's plus 205. That would be back-to-back 40-point games for Booker if he did it, yeah. right? And um, Middleton just scored 20 points in the second half of uh, Game 5, and we don't often see Middleton play great or shoot the ball great in back-to-back. Uh, back-to-back games. I think if anybody's going to go for 40, I would peg the freak. You think He's averaging good? 32.2 in the series. Yeah. So. Are we going to get game seven, or do the Bucks take care of him tomorrow night? I think it probably ends tomorrow night. Think so? I think so. The Bucks made some adjustments in this series. You know, we talked about that a lot in the NBA. It's it's about adjustments, and the Bucks have done a great job on the defensive end of the floor yeah. against the Suns after that, those first two games. And um, they've really turned this series around. Hey, what happened in the second and third quarters the other night was not a fluke, man. You're talking about outscoring a team 79-53 to 53 on the road in the middle two quarters. That's not a fluke. No, and, and that's when they were down by 16 starting the second quarter. Yeah. Tell you what, Holiday defensively has been a true game changer in the series. He's been really good. He's been, you know, a major yeah, reason why Yeah, times we've Paul. ripped him for his poor yeah. shooting, but you're yeah. right. His defense has been uh, outstanding. Michael Lombardi on the program next after this entire se- uh, summer happened. Is it possible for Aaron Rodgers to be a good soldier if he goes back to Green Bay? In action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The NBA Finals continuing on Tuesday night. Milwaukee hosting the Phoenix Suns in Game 6 with the Bucks up three games to two. Milwaukee coming off a Game 5 victory in Arizona, favored by five points Thursday night. Against the spread, Phoenix minus 116, Milwaukee minus 104. On the money line, the Suns plus 172, while the Bucks are minus 197. The over-under for Game 6 is at 221.5. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the favorite to win the MVP, minus 400. Devin Booker of the Suns, plus 550. Chris Paul at plus 600. Football season is almost here, and our experts profile every college and pro team with advanced stats, power ratings, and best bets for win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide only $20 and is free with your subscription to VSIN. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. I'm Tony Deziri with your action update. Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money. It's brought to you. And we are live from the OddsTrader.com studio here at Circa Resort and Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need with in-game tracking tools. You can also compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses all at OddsTrader.com. Football is right around the corner, and usually on this show we talk to Michael Lombardi on Mondays throughout the NFL season, and he is kind enough to join us here early on a Monday morning. It's good to talk to you again, sir. How are you? How's the summer going? 
Oh, summer's good, Mitch. I think this is a great week. You know, I think a lot of teams, my son's uh, one coaches at Carolina, vacation's over for him. The other one's at the Patriots, vacation's over for him. So I can smell the grass getting cut on the fields. I think we're getting closer. Yeah, always a very good feeling. I, I want to begin with this. And look, I mean, I know that uh, the, the talk of Aaron Rodgers is it's like beating a dead horse now, has been for weeks. But I, from a guy who's been in and around the league for as long as you have been, you know, with, with the way that he's treated this offseason and some of his sound bites and, you know, does he, is he, you know, how, how adamant was he on really like leaving Green Bay and getting out of town? If he does come back to Green Bay, which appears to be like the favorite right now at some point anyway to play, is it possible that he's going to be a good soldier for the entire year? Well, I mean, based on his past, right, he hasn't been happy for the past couple seasons and he's been a good soldier. And I think last year, LaFleur actually got him to buy into some of the concepts, turning his back to the formation. You know, his yards per attempt when it went up, he was the MVP of the league. I mean, going into the season, you know, if you looked at his last five before last year, he was on a decline. It wasn't like his numbers were staggering. They were good. He didn't throw interceptions, but he wasn't throwing the ball down the field. Last year he did. I think he can. I think there's always this notion that players, their unhappiness translates on the field. I think football players become football players and they enjoy playing the sport. And I think they will. And I think it'll be easy for him to come back because we are not, the NFL is not the NBA. You can't demand a trade. You know, the, the Players Association and the owners have agreed that they don't want holdouts and they don't want players demanding. And even though that's always been the talk in the offseason, the leverage is always with the team that owns the rights. Houston has all the leverage with Deshaun Watson, not the other way around, as we were told by the worldwide leader. And the same thing that goes with Aaron Rodgers. He has really no leverage. If he wants to retire, he can write a check for $33 million. If he wants to play, he'll play for the Packers. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I asked you about that a few weeks ago. You said he has no cards. He holds no cards. The team holds all the cards. So Russell Wilson, that was the same situation with him in Seattle. He wanted out. He can't force his way out. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is just going to try to spin this and uh, return to the Packers at some point, maybe what, early August, middle of August, and uh, try to say, hey, I love my teammates, I love the fans, I'm going to come back. He's going to try to spin it to make himself look good. He really has no other choice, does he? No, and I think, Matt, I I think what will happen is there will be an adjustment in his contract, which is essentially what this is always the root cause of all the problems is the the green stuff. You know, your show's called Follow the Money. Well, in the NFL, just follow the money, and that usually tells you why players are unhappy. And when they solve the money issue, which they've been negotiating, they've been trying to give them more money, Mm -hmm. eventually this will come out, and teams are pretty good about letting the players save face and look good through it all because at the end of the day, winning is all that matters. Yep, well said. How, how do you have the pecking order at the very top of the NFC? I'm guessing that it's going to be the Buccaneers, and with good reason, obviously, number one, defending champions. They brought everybody back, which is unheard of in the salary cap era. H- how would you rank it after that? Uh, like, Are you ultra high on the Rams this year going in with the addition of Stafford? Do you think the 49ers are going to bounce back with all the injuries they had from a year ago? Uh, do you think Green Bay would be in the mix again? Um, and then... And then um, what about the Saints as well with that, that whole quarterback situation and no more Drew Brees? I think the NFC is wide open. I, I think it's completely wide open. Look, I'd love to say to you the Rams are my lock, but I have really doubts that they can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. If they lose Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle, they are in trouble. They are in trouble. And Matthew Stafford will get hit far too often. 
they have very, very little depth on their team. And I think they're very good. Look, they've got the best defensive player in this generation in terms of Aaron Donald. And they have one of the best corners in all of football. So they can take teams away and make them play left-handed. However, that being said, I think it's going to be challenging to stay healthy for 17 weeks. I think that's going to be a really hard thing to do. When you don't have depth, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, you know, so I think that they're a, they're a team. The 49ers, I like their team. I think the adjustment defensively without Salai there, they'll play a little bit more sophisticated in terms of their coverages. They'll do more. Def- DeMarco Ryans is going to say he wants to do more than just play cover three zone, which is what they did and rely on their defensive front, which I think will help their players play better. I think San Francisco, the quarterback situation will work itself out. I don't see it being Trey Lance. I think Garoppolo will have a good year because pressure, fear does the work of reason, and I think he's fearful. He's got to play well for some other team to want to trade for him. And it won't be the, won't be the Patriots because they've already traded. They already got Mac Jones. So mm-hmm. he's going to play well. The Saints, for me, I think their salary cap issues are a problem. I think it's going to show up defensively particularly and whether they can get the quarterback to play at a high level. So I'm a little bit reticent. I think Seattle's a good team. Seattle defensively last year, they were able to play the run much better. If you look at their yards per attempt in terms of rushing, they were able to play. Their secondary wasn't good. They've got to get pass rush. But I think this offense with, with Russell, their running game, and the way Shane Walder and their new offensive coordinator will try to scheme this around, I think Seattle's still a really good team. Look, the West is good. The West is really good. I don't buy the Cardinals. If you just evaluate the Cardinals on the last half of the season, Kyler Murray, he won three games in the last nine games of the season. He beat Buffalo on the Hail Mary, and he beat that, that, that tremendous Philadelphia Eagle ball club last year. And, oh, by the way, he beat the New York football Giants. So, really, what team did he play well against? And everybody has him as a top-10 player. But when you look at his numbers and you analyze them without bias, it's not there. So, for me, I, I like the Bucks, I like the Niners. I like most of the teams in the West. One team you didn't talk about is the Cowboys. Dak is back. You're hearing the same optimistic <laughs> tune out of Dallas. And the Cowboys are going to be on hard knocks again. Are you fired up for that, Michael? Well, let's go through hard knocks' history, right? So they were on hard knocks once with the great Dave Campo. He went 5-11. and 11. They, put, they, let Amer- Dave Campo. they let America see Dave Campo, right? And us as, on a betting network, right? We watched Dave Campo, and we bet against him, and everybody made money. So he gets fired. Then the next year, you know, and then, then Jerry has to take his plane to Teaneck, New Jersey, to pick up Parcells to get his franchise back, Okay. You know Parcells was never going to be on it. So then they go 13-3 and three with Wade Phillips with Parcells' team, and then we watch him go 9-7. and seven. Like, I have no real hope. I think this is a hard job for McCarthy because he's got to manage expectations in that building, which are extremely high, and yet they don't. are they good enough on defense? Is Dan Quinn a good enough defensive coordinator? Ask anybody who bet the Falcons when he was there yeah. about their defense. I mean, do you really want to buy into that? Are they that talented in the defensive line? I don't think so. And that's what it takes. When I'm criticizing Salai in terms of his basic simplistic defense, it's the same thing with Quinn. The Falcons' defense got better when Quinn got fired. Now, we'll see if he's changed. And, and that's just what preseason's all about. Well, how about the Vikings? Let's talk about the NFC North for a second. Uh, are the Vikings talented enough to win that division, even if Aaron Rodgers comes back? They really are. I mean, I, I think with the addition... You, you know, with their additions that they've made in the offensive line, I think there's no doubt that they've improved there. So that's going to help them. And if they can keep Kirk Cousins from getting hit, you know, that's always a step in the right direction. And then, you know, look, Daniel Hunter comes back. So they basically get a first-round pick back this year 
He missed all of last season. They added Dalvin Tomlinson in the defensive front. They've added Sheldon Richardson, who's an inconsistent player, but he can do some things. And then Michael Pierce comes back, who last year was out for COVID. Really much improved defensive front. Are they good enough in the secondary? I think Mike Zimmer does a nice job, especially when he has veteran guys and he can make the checks and everybody communicates. I think they're a sleeper team. I think Dalvin Cook's a legitimate number one running back. Their offensive line's improved. Darishaw, the left tackle, has got to play well. But they've got skill. They've got a quarterback. They've got a system. They have everything working for them. Plus, let's not forget, when you're a dome team and there's nobody in the stadium, you lose your advantage. But when you're a dome team and people are in there, you gain a huge advantage. And I think Minnesota, I think Seattle, I think some of these teams that didn't play well at home last year because of no fans will play improved football this year because of the crowd will make a difference. Yeah, I think the Vikings have maybe the best home field advantage in the entire league. Certainly you brought up the Seahawks as well. They're right up there. It's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi is our guest. Now to the AFC, and I, I love this conference. At the very top, it's absolutely stacked. Obviously, the Chiefs are up there, the Bills, the two teams from the North, the Ravens, and the Browns. I'm curious what you think of Cleveland going into you know training camp and before we get to preseason games. They finally made that jump last year. Evidently, they have their head coach. Stefanski was the coach of the year. A lot of talent. Are you expecting this team to remain in that like 10, 11, 12 win range again this year, or do you think that they maybe come back to the pack a little bit and fall off some? No, I, I, Mitch, I think they're a good team. I think that the days of the Browns being, you know, not good are over with. I think, look, they got one of the best offensive lines in all of football. You know, and the defensive line, you know, they've tried to improve in that area. You know, they get Beckham back, which really should help them. It spurns with their skill players. They've got two legitimate tough running backs. The scheme, you know, Baker Mayfield without this scheme, I think is a very pedestrian-type quarterback. In this scheme, he becomes better. How many times did we watch him when you sat at Circa last year and outside, watch him throw to wide-open receivers off of bootlegs? I mean, it was remarkable, right? He, he didn't have to be the greatest player on the field. He, they kept him under center. They worked around him. Defensively, I think they'll improve. Newsom, their first-round pick at corner, has got to come through for him to go along with Denzel Ward. Hill, the kid they signed from the, from the Rams, is a nickel corner. So when you break down the AFC, I think you've got to decide. You have to start with Kansas City and say, what is it going to take to beat the Chiefs? going to take a defense that can rush four. It's going to take a defense that can cover with their safeties. You've got to be able to take Kelsey out of the game. You've got to be able to double Tyree Kill. You've got to tackle really well, right? And you've got to be able to control the pace of the game. That doesn't mean you run it all the place, but you've got to limit the Kansas City opportunities to 27, 28 minutes. You can't let them have the ball 33 minutes. If they have it 33 minutes, they're going to score 40 points. If you give them the ball 26 minutes, you can keep the game in the 20s and you've got a chance to win it. And I think Cleveland has that kind of makeup. I also think Denver does, too. The problem with Denver, we all know this, and it doesn't take a road, sign, a, ro- a road scholar to figure this out. Denver has no quarterback. Denver would be the best team in the AFC if they had a quarterback. They have everything you want in a football team except the quarterback position. I'm sure the Broncos would like to have Deshaun Watson at some point. Do you have any idea, um, do you have a guess, if we're going to see Watson at some point this season? I mean, teams are still calling Houston, right? They're calling Houston asking, and I don't think Nick Cesario has really been very proactive in making phone calls or returning calls. I mean, they're asked, the price hasn't gone down. They're asking for an exuberant uh, route, and no one knows. How do you trade for the unknown? How do you trade, the, you know, and the fact that he's not reporting. He's doing the Texans a huge favor by not reporting because they don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a huge favor for the league because they don't have to do anything. Uh-huh. Because once he shows up, 
Now, does he play? Is he able to play? How are they handling this civil suit? What are they going to do about it? There's no one has to make a decision. They can let due process carry out. Whereas if he comes into camp, you have to make a decision. Do we suspend him? Do we not? Do we say, okay, we're going to wait until the verdict comes in and before we decide? All those decisions have to come to fruition. And then Nick actually has to make a decision. Do I keep him or do I trade him? What would you do if you're the GM? Would you trade him? If I, well, I would have gone and saw him in this offseason. I would have spent everything in the, every, every moment of my offseason, I would have spent trying to figure out what the hell's the problem. You signed a contract extension a year ago in August, and all of a sudden in the last 10 months, everything went to hell. Uh-huh. But tell me, I'm new here. Tell me what happened. I want to figure it out. We'll solve the problem. We'll work together. Hard to find generational talent type quarterbacks. This kid's really good. You know, I think he's got the ability. If you put him on Houston, if you put him on Denver's team, wouldn't you think Denver would Super Bowl odds would be as, as close to the Chiefs as any team? Yeah. No a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What you said you know, about yeah. Yep. Sorry to cut you off, Michael. Uh what you said about the Broncos there is how I feel, and we have a couple minutes left here, is how I feel about the Colts. Like I really, really want to love this Colts team. I just I can't get like the last two or three seasons out of my head with Carson Wentz. Am I making a mistake thinking that because he's now back with Frank Reich as, as his head coach? I, I think, you know, go into the preseason with a little objectivity. First of all, when Wentz was really good, the year he should have won the MVP before he got hurt, the, the, the Eagles had two running backs average over five yards a carry. They ran the ball effectively in that game, and they protected Wentz. Wentz got hit too much. Wentz is like the boxer. He's taken way too many punches, and he started reacting to punches that weren't even thrown. Mm-hmm. I think Reich will do a good job of protecting him, getting him more comfortable in the pocket, and getting him under center. I think we're going to see this year the NFL is going to be the return to quarterbacks going under center more, to get play-action pass more, to allow the running game to be expansive, not necessarily just off a read option. I think we're going to see less RPOs and more under center. Great stuff, Michael. We love talking to you. Uh, We'll be in touch soon. Enjoy the rest of your summer, okay? Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Michael Lombardi. Lombardi I agree. I I think Jimmy G is going to bounce back. So do I. And I also, I I have pretty high expectations for Carson Wentz because what you said and how Michael answered, I think Frank Reich is going to put him in the best position to succeed. And Wentz, he's right. Before he blew his knee out in that game at the L.A. Coliseum in December that season, he had 33 touchdown passes, and he was right there in the forefront of that MVP discussion. So he he can get it it back. He can get it back. He has been hit too much, uh, but that Eagles offensive line's been a mess. The entire offense has been a mess. I, I'm expecting him to play really well for the Colts. I like his analogy a lot about Wentz is like the boxer yeah, who took good. too many punches, and right? He's, he's reacting to punches that aren't even thrown. That was a great but, line. Yeah, he, he, that's, he took way too many hits. Yep, yeah. and, and then you, if you watch him in the pocket, he always thought the sack was coming. Mm-hmm. Even when it wasn't, he's like, oh, yeah. what's going on? Are they behind happy me? feet. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Lombardi line, by the way, weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, right here on VSIN. Up next, I'll tell you about an NFL bet that I made over the weekend. I have read a bunch of projections, right? I pay attention to the fantasy world, and there's a bet that I like a lot. And I'll tell you what it is coming up next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mitch has got a hot tip coming up on the NFL. If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet, bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find the game you want to bet. Then you tap tips, T I P S. You'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, golf, and a variety of sports. And to make your experience more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports instant payouts and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. This offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. And you must be 21. That's BetRivers.com. 
that I noticed a bunch of uh, head-to-head like player prop matchups for the entire regular season in the NFL available at uh, William Hill. Mm-hmm. So, for example, they're offering more rushing yards, Derrick Henry versus Delvin Cook on the season. And Derrick Henry is minus 175. Delvin Cook is plus 155. They have a bunch of these matchups. And like, I, I, you can't parlay them. I like a bunch of them. But, for example, I don't want to lay minus 220. There's a, there's a head-to-head prop, more rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor, minus 220 against Melvin Gordon, who's plus 190. Like, mm. I really like Jonathan Taylor there. Yeah. I really like I him. I do, too. I do, too. But he's minus 220 uh. is what you got to lay. If you could parlay, I would absolutely have that on a parlay with some of the other receiving props that they have. For example, they have... It's tough to lay that price because with running backs, you never know. Look what happened to Saquon Barkley. Of course. You know, you could go yep. down with a knee injury early in the year, and then you're stuck with a 220 loser, and you hate that. But I agree with that. I think Jonathan Taylor should be a pretty significant favorite over Mel- Melvin Gordon. Oh, no question, right? There, so I would, <clears throat> if I could, but you can't, if I could, I'd parlay that with the likes of more receiving yards. Justin Jefferson is pitted against Jamar Chase. Both guys played at LSU. We saw what Jefferson did last year in his rookie season. He's minus 280 against Jamar Chase. Mm. Like, I think Jamar Chase, as long as Burrow stays healthy, he's going to have a really good rookie season, he right? Can put, he can put up big numbers. He can. And I, but I don't want to lay 280 with Jefferson. Straight All up. Right. Yeah, 280 is too much. So, I, I'll tell you which one I did find, though, at Plus Money that I like a lot. And that is a uh, prop between Austin Eckler and Clyde Edwards-Elaire. More rushing and receiving yards. Eckler versus Elaire. Elaire is minus 130. Eckler is plus 110. I have read numerous sites with projections. Season-long stuff, right? I have dabbled in the fantasy world for mm-hmm. a good six weeks now. Listening, reading up. No joke. Like, every single projection has Austin Eckler destroying Elaire with the combined receiving and rushing yards, okay? <clears throat> Paul Charchian is in town this week, our buddy who comes on every single... I had lunch with him yesterday. I said, Charch, I want to run, by, run this prop by you. I could not even get the prop out of my mouth. And he goes, love it. You want to know why? Because he knew he looked already, and he, he was making the bet himself. Mm-hmm. So uh, Eckler is plus 110. The only reason why I didn't bet it bigger... And trust me, like, I'd like to bet a significant more, mm-hmm. um, amount more than what I put on it, and I still have a pretty decent bet on it. The only reason why is because I'm scared off because of injury. I think that's the one thing, that's the, that's the one way I lose the bet is if Eckler gets injured. And it could happen. And it obviously. can happen, yep. Eckler's had a couple issues with getting banged up. He doesn't look like the most durable back. I, I love the kid. I think he's going to put up huge numbers too. Yep. But the, the Chargers also are a snake bit team with injuries. They are. It seems like every year it happens with the Chargers. So, uh, But still, you got to make the bet. You can't be afraid of that. I think you have to go ahead and make the bet. And you, you like the price too at plus 110. At plus 110, you're not laying. You're not laying a price. Right. Some of these other ones that we really like, you're not going to lay 220. or You're actually catching plus 110. And I, I think at some point, Eckler's going to end up being the favorite in this prop once people catch on to it. I think so. Bet it now. In fact, be favored after today. Who knows? But again, I've been burned a lot recently. I've done quite well, like in the future market, in a lot of these sports going back a couple of years. But I've also been burned. For example, I had Drew Luck, what was it, years ago? In the NBA, 
I thought Andrew was going to have a season that year. The Colts a lot. Two days later, it was up. Dad, for me, I'm calling it. What? You didn't get a refund on no, that bet? No, losing bet here in Las Vegas. And I, I got a refund on that bet here in Vegas. You did? Yeah. No, I, that was a loser for me. And I made a baseball bet, two baseball bets this year on Eloy Jimenez for the White Sox. I liked him a lot, oh. right? Wow, that's bad luck. Like within the, within the week, spring training goes up against the wall. Uh, he's out for like six months. Okay, great. Another losing bet. So I'd like to have a lot more than I do right now in Eckler, but I still bet it for an okay amount anyway. We will uh, ask Matt a bunch of questions coming up next. Uh, it starts this week. I'm super excited. Will Matt be gambling on it? Find out coming up. my favorite times of the year for horse racing. Del Mar and Saratoga are off and running. If you are a horse racing fan, First Bet is the place for you. With wagering on races at over 300 tracks and AI-assisted picks, it's the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport with secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website, all brought to you by ExpressBet. Sign up using the promo code VEGAS100 and get up to $100 in a match bonus on your first deposit. Again, visit 1st.com slash bet slash Vegas 100 for details. First.com slash bet slash Vegas 100. Promo code Vegas 100. All right, here we go. It's time to ask Matt a bunch of questions. Uh, I'm excited for it, Matt. It begins on Friday night, the 2021 <clears throat> Olympic Games, live from Tokyo. Will you be gambling on any of the <clears throat> events? Of course. Uh, I don't know how many. Uh, Mitch, last night I sat in the Denver airport for about four or five hours waiting for a, a flights that were delayed. That sounds fun. To get back to Vegas. And um, I, I wrote my New York Post story and the column that's going to be in Point Spread Weekly about Olympics betting. I'm not done with the research, obviously, yet, but I think uh, basketball is going to be the biggest bet sport. And uh, the US USA basketball team really is kind of a skeleton crew right now. We don't know when the three guys in the NBA Finals are going to join that team. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and uh, Devin Booker. Right. The U.S. might have nine players available in that first game against France this weekend. I'll, I'll look to bet some basketball games. I'm going to bet golf in the Olympics. I bet you will, too. Uh, aside from that, eh, it's hard to say. Some of these... Uh, some of these events in the Olympics don't re- really get me too excited. You're talking about uh, baseball, softball, swimming, track and field, volleyball, water polo. I don't know if I'm going to bet that stuff, Mitch. But you can put me down for basketball and golf for sure. For sure? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much of this stuff is actually going to be available. Like, for example, do they actually put up Simone Biles? Like, what is she? I mean, she'd be favored. She'd be minus 30,000 to win whatever her events are. I mean, mm-hmm. she's the best athlete I've ever seen in my entire life with what she can do with her body. It's unbelievable. I mean, and I, I actually, I, I'm a big fan of women's gymnastics. I watch it every single year. Really? I'm a huge fan of the men's swimming. The men's swimming is awesome theater. In 2008, that four by 100 relay, I think, where they came back to beat France late. I, I rewatched that a couple weeks ago. Oh, 
It was so good. And if you can find it, I don't know what the number would be on this guy, but I recently saw there's a male gymnast by the name of Brody Malone. He's from Stanford. I watched a 10-minute YouTube clip on him. I don't even know what to say. You're almost speechless right now. It's flawless with how good this guy is. So I don't know if you can find Brody Malone anywhere to win any of this stuff. I don't know how. Matt, I'm telling you right now. I, my, I watch it with my wife, and she's a she's a gymnast. She was walking at UCLA, whatever. She loves this kind of stuff too. We we're like, what are we watching right now? This is the best thing I've ever seen on television. I didn't know she was a gymnast. Oh yeah, yeah. Walked in at UCLA. She's got quite the past. Yep. Danielle Alvari was a UCLA cheerleader. That's you right. That right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway, that's uh, so I like if, it. I get excited. If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on. A Bet River Sportsbook, you would go with Brody Malone. If you can and, find uh, him anywhere, okay. any of this stuff. I mean, I'm sure he's a huge favorite again, but uh, if he if he does as well as like he did during the, the trials and stuff, oh, good luck. You're not going to touch him. It's amazing. Sounds to me like you're going to have a lot of bet, betting action on the Olympics. Uh, if it's available again, I will definitely right. look into it. Well, uh, there's so many sportsbooks out there now. I think you're going to be able to find a lot. It's going to be an extensive betting menu. Some books are not going to put up what you want, but you're probably going to be able to find it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I read Cousin Sal's book. You can't win them all. When I was on vacation, how was it? Very entertaining book. Really, uh, I'm not surprised. He's the guy's got uh, personality. He he does a really good job on TV. Fun read. It's like 240 <clears throat> pages. You can just blaze right through it. Right. Oh, that's a sign uh, of a good book. But yeah, you're exactly right. But his his life stories are really funny. Uh, what is your favorite overall gambling book? You know, that's a good question because I haven't read a lot of gambling books. I've read a lot of books, but not a lot of gambling books. Uh, Rob Mish of Las Vegas wrote one a couple of years ago. I read cover to cover, sports betting for winners. Uh-huh. He talked to a lot of Vegas sports betting personalities, had a lot of good stories in there. Uh, the best recent book I read was Chris Andrews' book. That was very good. Uh, I would I'd probably rank Chris Andrews' book number one. And also, I did read a gambling book recently called The Greatest Gambling Story Ever Told. Tale of uh, like three gamblers, the Mexican cartel, and some other things. It's not a really well-written book, but there were some decent stories. In it. Okay, so right. I guess that would be my top three. I like uh, Chrissy's book. It's really good. Some of his stories from over the yeah. years. Then one day. Yeah, Chris is a damn good writer. He is. Yeah, very good writer. Very good storyteller. Uh, last but not least, I will ask you to respond to a Wes Reynolds tweet. Yesterday, when he said down the stretch, was it about pro, pro wrestling or soap not, operas? What's it about? It was not a wrestling tweet. It was about golf. A lot, a lot of pro wrestling tweets. When he said he will not win here, but Rom is clearly the number one player in the world. Do you agree? Clearly, that I do is, agree. He, he came out with a seventy-one in the first round of the British. Followed that up with a sixty-four, sixty-eight, and a sixty-six. Uh, I think he answered any questions about whether he's going to have a hangover from winning the U.S. Open. And Rom was good the previous week in the Scottish Open when Colin Morikawa was not. Uh, so yeah, I rank Rom number one. I'm go- I'm going to go Colin Morikawa number two. I disagree with uh, Jeff Sherman on this one, even though Sherman's going to state his case and he's got a good one. I think wins have to matter, and especially wins in majors. Morikawa's won 10% of the tournaments he's played in. He's won two majors. Uh, yes, he's not going to putt like this every week, which is why I didn't handicap him. As a uh, guy I wanted to bet last week because he ranked 124th in putting. as only his second tournament in Lynx Golf. There weren't too many signs pointing to Marikawa after he finished 70th at the Scottish Open. But 
He's the best iron player in the world, and he's won two majors in the past year, and I, I have to rank him number one or number two behind John Rahm at number one right now. Uh, I still think Brooks Koepka is a top five player. Koepka came on strong with a 65 yesterday. Xander Shoffley is in my top five. Justin Thomas has been in my top five for a long time, but I think he dropped out. Probably. Which is amazing that we're having this conversation. I think, in- I, I think I'd put DJ fifth. Fifth? I think I'd put DJ fifth. Yeah. No JT and not even a sniff of Rory McIlroy. And no Bryson. No Bryson either. Pretty deep field, huh? Uh, they open up the Masters odds here. Um, last night, I believe, here at Circa. Rahm and Spieth, the co-favorites at 12-1. to 1. It's a long ways away. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find. I mean, in I mean, they're not going to bet the Masters at this point. What if you found a really, really good number on somebody? <laughs> I had some really, really good numbers on guys in the British Open. They did. Didn't it. matter. <laughs> uh, college football. About Louis Oosthuizen, thirty-six to one. Yep. Didn't get there. No boy, no. Uh, Tim Brando up next. Somehow it seems like Alabama gets better every single year. Will that continue? as Saban keeps recruiting better than anyone, or did they finally lose too much talent from last year's team? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. College football season is right around the corner, and that means v College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. This definitely will give you the betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99. Discounts available when you buy early, so now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for the v all-access plan and get everything we have to offer for the entire college football season. Sign up, sign up now at v slash subscribe. Always great to have on Timmy B., Tim Brando, Fox Sports commentator, and, uh, Timmy, you're a golfer, too, and uh, you got a good swing. I've seen it on the videos you put up on uh, Twitter. Um, are you as good with your irons as Colin Morikawa or the putter? Well, let's, just say, and let's just say the iron was kind to Colin <laughs> Morikawa, right? Yeah. I mean, my goodness. he was. Um, I think he is the best iron player uh, on tour right now. And, uh, and when I say that, I mean literally long irons especially. He... He zeroes in and I think is more accurate with the distance. Uh, he's he's number one in that statistical category. So that stat holds up pretty well, and it certainly did um, at Royal St. George's. I, I don't know about you guys. I, I said this earlier in the week when watching it. Uh, I think most of us that are avid golfers, we look at, we look at major championships this way, okay? Um, a birdie fest on the back nine at Augusta. We expect the course setup to be diabolical uh, at the U.S. Open. We expect the, the field of players to be at the absolute best at the PGA. But we expect the Open Championship, the British, to deliver the worst possible conditions. I mean, that's what we want, and we really didn't get it. They were, they were benign all weekend long, and, and I think that certainly aided you know, a guy that is precise with his approach shots as, as Morikawa. And and frankly, uh, for Jordan Spieth, you know, to be there challenging the way he did, part of that was because the conditions were so, so good that he was not going to have any issues whatsoever with his driver because it's Lynx golf. So 
you know, he could just wail away. And, and that's one of the reasons I think Jordan, you know, was in a position to, to challenge. And, you know, I, th- I, I picked John Rahm. I still think John Rahm uh, right now is, is playing the best. Um, he's still in the hunt for player of the year. We'll see, mm-hmm. you know, what happens with the Tour Championship. But, but Morikawa's got to be there, too. I mean, Colin right now is the leader in the clubhouse for that. I mean, the young man has now won two majors that he's played for the very first time. I mean, that's, that's rarefied air. You look at his numbers now, and you're going to hear some of it today. I, I think it's premature, but you're going to hear some of it. He's on the same track Tiger was on, you know, at the same stage in his life. But, we, you know, we were saying the same thing about Spieth in 2015, too. Right. Yep. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Tim Brando, our guest. And I, I recall, if we go back to, like, last summer, Tim, we had you on around the same time, and we asked you, like, <clears throat> look, is this the year that Alabama takes a step back? They lost Tua. They lost Jerry Judy. Uh-huh. They lost Ruggs. They lost a bunch <laughs> on offense. And well, guess what? They got better. And uh, they were awesome last year, won the whole thing. And again, they lost a lot with Matt Jones and Najee <clears throat> Harris and their receivers. Is it possible that it catches up with them this year, or has he just done such a marvelous job recruiting that they're not going to really miss a beat? Well, I mean, yes and yes, uh, overall, to your question, um, Mitch. I mean, look, they are a juggernaut. There's no question about that. But last year, I thought, because of COVID, that really played, to some extent, in the hands. I mean, who was going to deal with that circumstance the best? I mean, no question, Nick Saban was, because his program is where it is, and no one handles distractions, uh, gets rid of the noise and the rat poison, as he likes to call it, any better than Saban. I do think that the competition level last year in the SEC was noticeably down in a lot of areas. Now, A&M had a very good year, breakthrough year, really, and I thought deserved to be in the playoff. Um, this year, A&M is, is going to be, I think, right on the doorstep, but they've got issues at quarterback. All right, we don't know who that that guy is going to be. I know Jimbo is an outstanding quarterback whisperer, but I'm not sure about either one of the two candidates right now. Ed Orgeron oversold his team last year, particularly with the changes that were going to take place with his staff. But now he has a a Brady type coordinator. This guy Pizza's outstanding. My thoughts are that uh, Johnson will probably be the starter. Um, I think the young man that got hurt is going to come back as a senior and be a solid backup. They've got actually, you know, strength at the quarterback position at LSU. And um, I I think the competition for Alabama is going to be a lot stronger, particularly with those two teams. A&M and LSU are going to be stout, both of them. Um, Now, uh, A&M gets Alabama at home in early October. I think they can get to that game undefeated. We'll see what happens. You never know when a team, when they lose a game like that, does their bubble burst, you know, emotionally. Um, Georgia is the, you know, unequivocal favorite in the East. Um, so, but I'm not sure they're better than either A&M and LSU, to be perfectly honest with you. So, yes, Alabama's the leader in the clubhouse. I do think that they'll have to work a little harder this year, um, and I don't think they'll go unbeaten. I think that somebody is going to get them. And frankly, in the West, guys, I don't know who the worst team is. I mean, Arkansas was a much improved team. Ole Miss probably has the first uh, quarterback taken in the upcoming draft. Corral is out of sight. Uh, Lane Kiffin's team is going to beat one of those three teams I mentioned, either A&M, LSU, 
or Bama. I mean, they're going to win one of those games. The question is, you know, who will they beat? So it, that, that will be a really, really tough division this year, and I think a little harder for Alabama to conquer. But, you know, gun to my head, if I had to pick one right now, I would pick Alabama. You know, you, you sort of answered my question about LSU, so I'll throw it to you on Florida and Ole Miss because I think this Ole Miss <laughs> offense could be explosive. And, uh, oh, you know, that's not yeah. that's not a secret, I don't think. Uh, but how about Florida? Does Without the two Kyles, Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, where do the Gators stand? Well, I think they're going to have to really, really work hard to win eight games this year. Um, there are some teams in the East that are improving. Uh, and, and Florida, to me, the schedule is, is tough. It's really tough. Um, now, I'm told this quarterback is going to be even better for Dan Mullen's system than Trask was because of his ability to run, and, and that may well be true, Matt. But bottom line on, on, on Florida and in that division, it, when you're playing who they're playing early, uh, it, it can be problematic with you know a young signal caller that's not been in that situation before. But they do have, and I'll give it to, to Dan, they do have a mental edge, it seems, on Georgia. Uh, in that game, and and uh, that's something Kirby's got to get past. He doesn't have the same kind of pressure. It's hard hard to believe that I'm saying this about a Florida head coach, but he he doesn't have nearly the pressure on him that Kirby has on him at Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this is people in Georgia are saying, okay, if this isn't it, when is it? You know, nobody's saying that in Gainesville right now, and that's rare. That that, that the tougher job, the hotter seat would be in uh, Athens, Georgia, rather right. than Gainesville, Florida. You know, that's uh, that's a game we talked about last week. Florida hosts Alabama on September 18th at the Swamp. Uh, that's going to be yeah, a good one. Yeah, that's a great one. But, that's yeah. a, I mean, can you imagine the barometer? You know, because what happens here, guys, with fairly or unfairly, coaches and programs, when they play Alabama, their fan base has a referendum on the coach. Okay. Enjoy your millions, but it's how you measure up, and and they don't care. Fans don't care when you play them, okay? If you're playing, that's one of the things that I really think always helps LSU, and one of the reasons why they have, last year was an anomaly, but most years LSU is most competitive with Alabama than any of the other teams, and the reason for that is the game is played in November. So it gives a, a team regularly a chance to mature, get better, uh, particularly at the skill spots, before they actually play. When you get a team like Alabama, because it doesn't matter where you know Nick's team is playing. I mean, they, they're like a pro team. They don't care where they, they they go. But I think home field, you know, just means a ton to most college teams. Uh, it didn't last year, and I think again that's one of the reasons why Alabama was on cruise control because the COVID circumstances were no big deal to them. Yeah. I mean, they were like. Okay, this is what we do. You know, we just go out and play. Yep. Uh, but I think that's the problem for Florida is the teams that they have to play early uh, can really put them a little bit behind the eight ball because their fan base will will no doubt get down on them if, if things don't go well against that early tough schedule. Tim, we have like a minute left here. I've heard a lot of chatter about Oklahoma this year. This could be the best team that they've had in a long, long time. Are you buying that? No potentially to the you know this team making a run to the playoff yeah. again and being a true contender well, to win the whole thing. Yeah, the defense is really good, fellas. It's better than it's probably ever been. Plus, this is the third year 
with the coordinator that I think has slowly made a difference. When they got their personnel back, and I had the game with Texas Tech last year with Spencer Tillman in Lubbock when they got those three guys back, two on defense that made a huge difference, and obviously uh, the outstanding running back that's gone now. But but Spencer Rattler now has uh, a repertoire of talent that he can turn to that he knows is there. Plus, he's got a defense that can put him in a situation where he doesn't have to feel like he has to score every time he's got the football against quality opposition. The Big 12 is the best conference of the Power Five in terms of, of, of its ceiling this year. Okay, the SEC is still the best. But the Big 12 was really pretty good last year, and it's going to be, I think, even much better this year. Uh, not, just, not just Oklahoma. Oklahoma's really, really good, and I think is poised. They may be my preseason number one because of their schedule, because of the Rattler factor, and their defense being improved. Wow. But Baylor's going to be good. Oklahoma State's going to be good. A lot of talented teams. Iowa State is legit, fellas. Big time legit mm-hmm. in that league. He didn't even mention Texas. No, no, nope. didn't get Texas. to him. Timmy, we love talking college football with you. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Happy to be with you guys. Congratulations on getting Christmas Paradise. Best producer I know. There, yeah, there you go. She's great. She is good, yes. Updated NBA Finals numbers coming up next. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.